I am thrilled to be here. I am with Mr. Free Hugs, Jeremy Green. Hi, Jeremy. What's up? I'm so grateful to be here. This is amazing. Jeremy, how are you really doing? It's a beautiful, <sighs> bright new day. <laughs> it is. Um, it's it's ups and downs. Like I'm gonna be real. I've done a lot, a lot of work on myself. I've made a lot of progress, and I mean, I have my days. Like this morning, I had trouble getting out of bed. I just like, all right, set my alarm. Woke up at seven a.m. You know, just till eight a.m. Just till eight thirty a.m. And then I finally got out yeah. of bed at like eight thirty ish to, to nine. And an old version of me would have been like super upset with myself, like. You're supposed to be up at 7 a.m., Jeremy, and out of bed. What the heck? But I'm like, eh. As soon as I just, as soon as I got out of bed, I just, I chose to be like, what can I do now, right? And not being hard on myself. And I did my my morning, some of my morning routine. I did, I did my solo dance party like I always do, even though I, don't, I wasn't in the mood. <laughs> I did my affirmations. I was like, I bring value. Yeah. Can you tell us what your solo dance party consists of? And you can feel free to do it because I'm going to put up this video because I feel like people need to do this. Like, should we do it together? <laughs> we should definitely do it together. Well, to give some background, I, I hired a coach like a, a bit ago and she, I had this whole routine set. It was like a big milkshake. And I, I, I'm actually a mindset coach as well. And I do this with my clients. I was like, make your morning routine like really exciting and fun. It's like you're building your perfect Sunday. You know, like throw some gratitude, spring. It doesn't work. Take that off. You know, like what works for you? What excites you? Like people like just do your morning routine. You got to do what everyone else is doing. No, everyone do whatever what works for you and what is exciting to you. So for me personally, uh, I usually get out of bed. I, I do my my journaling just like a page or two just to get my thoughts out. Even if like usually what happens is like I don't want to write this right now I, I'm going to do this anyways because I'm going to do like a page and then it turns into like I've been having a hard time lately and blah 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 and it turns off negative and I just kind of like word vomit it out and then it turns into but I'm doing the best I can I will get better and this this and that and then I go into like affirmations and gratitude and and then I meditate for 20 minutes. I do a transcendental meditation, TM. TM is a game changer. This morning, I was just, I, my brain is overwhelmed because I have a lot to do this week. One of those moments, I have so much to do. And I right. overstimulated. And then I just turned off my brain for a second. I was like, it's not worry time right now. Let's, we're going to meditate. I, and talking to myself has been very important. Like how I talk to myself is game changer. I completely agree. I think that... We are so, 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 so hard on ourselves. And I know that I am very hard on myself. Uh, myself. There's not multiple ones. It's just myself. But I am so hard on myself all the time. And I can never forgive myself. And I'm very similar to you where it's in the morning and I'm waking up and I don't get up that second. I, I feel like I'm a failure. I feel like I'm an utter failure. It's sh shitty. Ultimately, it's it's shitty because then it puts such a bad mood on the entire day where I can't keep going. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? How do I keep on keeping on? You know, what do you, what do you do? But I think that a dance party is exactly what is needed on a daily basis. And when you said that you have a coach, what kind of coach are we talking about? A dance coach? No, this is a mindset coach. Oh, I got very excited that you had a dance coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be I honest. I was like, wow, he's committed. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> I do actually, I do, uh, I host weekly socials on Zoom. And every other week we do dancing around the world uh, events. And I connected with this guy on Instagram recently. He's a, he's a dance teacher. And we collaborate on a on a, an amazing event. It was like 50 people from around the world. And he's like, dude, you made my dream come true. I've always wanted to dance with people from around the world. And he's so hyped that he's actually going to do a monthly dance around the world event on Zoom. So that's that's I guess I do have a dance teacher. <laughs> Sign me up. I want to go immediately, like right now. Let's do this. Now, can you tell me how did you become a mindset coach? What was the kind of um what what was the mindset that you were in that you decided that you were ready to help other people? Yeah. Um, you only say your pain turns into your purpose that my pain turned into my purpose. Wow. Um, for people who don't know, I had a, a background of just severe debilitating social anxiety and self-hating. I hated myself. I didn't want to be myself. I wanted to be other people. I, I didn't want to live at, at one point in my life. And I just couldn't stop crying at points. And I was just so miserable and just unhappy in my own skin. And um, I was just, I knew deep down that I was meant to to do more in my life and be seen and I, I knew I had a purpose but I just there's so many stories and and also to put more background my oldest brother was uh, is autistic and the world is very hard when you're on the spectrum like just to fit in is very challenging and he um, took out his challenges in the world out on me and anytime any of the sports teams lost anytime he lost in the video game, I, in a sense, lost. Like he'd, 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 he'd use me as his punching bag. And uh, I took on a lot of story. I took on the story that I just, I'm a punching bag. I right. have no, you know, I, I have no value in the world. I'm, you know, I sh I'm not, I don't deserve to be seen. No one likes me. Everyone's talking crap behind my back. And then it translated to middle school where I had a, like an argument with my, my good friend. And instead of like, you know, hashing it out, he started the anti-Jeremy movement. And that was hard because he had like a whole like group of people who would just make my life like really challenging. And um, it was so bad at one point, my mom had to like set up a meeting between like him and all the mothers of the other kids. And they, la they, they, it was like, it was. How sickening. It was really hard. Um, I was not. I had, I had a hard time at that point, a very hard time. Like daily, people wouldn't do what they can to make my life miserable. And then they'd like, hey, you want to get to Jeremy today? Like it was just a thing. And I'm not trying to turn into like a, like, uh, like a poor me, but it was more so I um, went on a journey. I just, I went on like the hardest, most challenging journey of trying or pushing to really fall in love with myself. And um, feel that I had a val had value in the world. I brought value to the world and other people. And I've, I did so many things. And the way I got out of my this um, mentality is uh, exposure therapy, like every type of self-improvement modality you can think of. Um, it started with, I joined, um, I was in community college, even before that, but in community college, I joined like a group of men who are just like support each other and growth. 
And it yes, initially it was like a pickup artist like kind of community. Right, and right. There was aspects I didn't like. I didn't like all the routines and the fake games and all that, you know, lying and blah blah blah. But I did like the aspect of self improvement. And so I kind of like take what I like I liked about it and threw the rest away. And I started just working on myself a lot, reading all sorts of books, going all sorts of self-improvement retreats in like the forest and like seeing what I can do to challenge my comfort zone in a positive way so that I can grow more and more and more and more and more. And what was the whole, you know, I would love to go back because I think that, you know, bullying and stuff like that is something that needs to be shared for um, not only the younger generations to know that it's, that it happened before them and it, you know, unfortunately probably will still continue to happen, but look where you came from and look at where you are now from the situation. And I do want to get into that, but I just want to ask, so I have, um, I have, uh, autism in my side of the family, uh, that I, that I'm, aware of with cousins and stuff who are severely autistic. Um, and my heart just goes out because I, I see what it's like. I've experienced it. I've never experienced it as a sibling. Um, but how does one kind of get over forgiving someone for using them as the punching bag? I guess it would be not even just with autism, with any mental illness. I know that I've certainly used my mother as a punching bag living with bipolar disorder when I had my manic episodes, you know, and, and I think it's so hard because when it is family, right, you never want to let go. But was there something that you were able to do or kind of an aha moment that made you go, okay, well, there's something very wrong. You know, he, he has his own issues and I'm going to let this fly. Or was this ever a confrontation that you ever had to discuss it with the family or did you show it or did, was it all like inside and you kept it buried? I mean, a combination of all those things. I, I think yeah. uh, I came to a point where I noticed that no matter how much I hated him, it didn't do anything. It didn't help the situation. I was like, I'll just hate right. him a little bit more yeah. and fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> it did not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I came to a point where I realized that forgiving, I would have to forgive him for myself and not for him. But for me, it's like the old quote, you know, hating someone is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to be poisoned. Right. It just doesn't right. work. Um, and I saw this really powerful documentary about, I don't know, you know, trigger warning, but the, the guy like shot this lady in the head and then like he went to jail and she like visits him. And for, she forgave him and she visits him every single, like all the time. They're really close. And that was like wow. a really power, powerful thing I watched. Um, but I don't get too off topic. But yeah, it's just um, I noticed that it, I it, the more I hated him, it wouldn't work. And I would try to hate him even more, like I said. And just, it just made things worse. And I came to this conclusion that, you know, forgiving him. And he, he had he had no control over it. Like he, he was going through his own stuff and he was just practicing displacement. And also just doing all sorts of research and tra- I've done a lot of like facilitation trainings. Like I, I've been facilitating um, transformational uh, groups for the last three years. And we, we learned like the psychology about how our brains work and like displacement and projections and all these really cool yeah. techniques. And I was like, oh, I had all these aha moments. And I didn't even realize that I took on the story of I'm a punching bag that came from my oldest brother, which, you know, came like turned into me being the perfect target for this bully until like pretty recently. Right. Uh, And I think that that happens all the time with all of us is 
we don't have these moments of realization of, oh, this is why I behave like this. And, oh, this is why I have this issue. And this is why this is affecting this part of my relationship or why I have weird things with friendships or family. And really, you have to go back. And that's why therapy is so amazing in different types of exploring the mind and learning about yourself is so important. And even just finding a community to talk to, you know, peer to peer, you, you hear other people's stories. I know that this has happened a lot to me recently where I'll hear someone's story and I'll not really understand and relate to it. And then afterwards I'll sit and think and be like, Oh my God, fuck that happened to me. Like, wow. I never thought that would affect me. This affected this person wow, this is why A, B, and C happened. You know, so even just hearing someone else's story really can be so um, so inspiring to, to really uh, want to learn more about yourself and, and not change in general, but change for the better to just evolve, you know? Mm, yeah, and yeah, you're right. That's completely on point. And it's just really powerful is I actually had my main bully for middle school um, on my podcast and it was basically just it was a, a therapy session that was recorded by this girl this lady who was on her podcast really no more like before that like she uh facilitated it and she's like clinical psychologist phd she's been specializing in bullying for the last 15 years she does she's done a tedx speech and i reached out to her and i was like hey i really want to have my main bully on my podcast but i don't feel safe if i don't have a facilitator you open to facilitating and she's like jeremy i would love to and we had this podcast episode i have not listened to it since i'm not gonna lie um full disclosure and it was i the insights that i got from that therapy session slash podcast were unreal just seeing the the challenging the challenges he was going through at the time and how he was just kind of was looking for like targets to take it to you know to take it take all his right. frustrations out on and i was just like this guy like talking about like the mindset is about like the stories we tell ourselves that run our lives. And I, I was, t my story, I was telling myself at the time is no one likes me. I deserve to be a punching bag. So it was perfect. He's a mate as a match made in heaven. And it turns out he was going through a hard time. And he was just trying to like, just get that short term boost of confidence. So I using me as a punching bag. And then I internalized his, you know, yeah. punching bag ways as no one likes me. I'm a punchy bag. I don't have no value in the world. And so I didn't really realize in this mm -hmm. until even later on that, my brain was keeping me safe and not when I when if I wasn't putting myself out there into the world, then I wasn't getting rejected. So it had a positive intention and all my negative voices and all our negative voices have positive intentions. And most of the times we go, go away, negative voice, leave me alone. And then it, it raises, it actually ends up raising its volume. So the power of like, all right, well, you, you, th you think I bring no value to the world. Okay. What do you, what do you want from me? What do you want? And like, Right. You go underneath. Okay, when when you when you get that, what do you what do you get from that? And you really dig deep. Deep. It's like the metaphor I always present is like that drunk the drunk guy at the party who's just causing a ruckus, and people like are mean to the person, like because you guys being yeah. annoying. What do they do? They get even more crazy at the party. Yeah. <laughs> but if you just like, yeah, no, it's <laughs> yes. so true. And were you able yeah. to at the end of the day? Um, were you able to find forgiveness? Yes, I did. 
he it was a, it's a crazy story. He ended up going to jail, um, and he wrote me from jail. And I actually had the letter he wrote me from jail until like a year or two ago. I wish I kept it, but oh well. And uh, <laughs> I was just so angry, and I, and yeah, I forgave him. Like if the podcast yeah. episode, we were in tears. I've never seen him in tears before, but he was very emotional. He's in tears. Do you still talk to him? Not in a while. Um, yeah. We were supposed we were supposed to do like a documentary called like. Uh, the bully project and we we're going to go to like the middle school and talk about what happened and everything but that didn't come to fruition um however we're cool now like we forgave each other it was a really cathartic experience just hearing his side of it yeah and you were here to heal and then you move your separate ways and that's how life works you know you're not meant to uh, this wasn't meant to be a best friend relationship all of a sudden, you know, it was, it was the universe brought him to you to have this closure and to move on and to have a better understanding. So you can teach others, Hey, you know, look at what happened X amount of years later between the two of us, you know? So that's kind of, that's what I find so magical, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. And then how did you how did you get into doing um the mindset coaching? Was that something that you'd been thinking about for a while after you had been learning about your brain and about traumas and triggers and and after all the reading and the support groups? Was that something that was the oh my gosh, here's what we're going to do? Um I kind of fell into it. I've always been kind of a, a deluxe cheerleader as they say for other people because I was just so unhappy in, in, with myself that I, it brought me joy to make people get people feel good about themselves. Like, right. All my my made up Halloween costumes have been a, a coach, basically. <laughs> like, uh, optimism man, destroyer of negativity. I was two years in a row, three years in a row. Um, and I was like hype man for three years in a row. I like made it up. I just, <laughs> just got, amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, amazing. So it's, it's just always been in my personality. And also, like, from um, the gut of, like, the inwards, the inwards of my, my my being, I just get the most joy if, if I can help people see the amazing within themselves, even if they don't see it. Like, I've always had that passion. And if I can just help someone who's going, or a little bit, who is going through something that I went through, which is self-hating, self-deprecating, you know, just depressed and just unhappy with themselves because I was so unhappy with myself and just it was hard to be alive at one point and the joy I get when I can help people see the amazing within them um I just it lights me up and um I learned I realized I learned so much just in the process of finding my own self-love and um power in a sense that I was like oh it'd be just it'd be a disservice if I didn't help others that are going through what I went through years ago so I just started doing it for fun. I was like, oh, just like donation based at first, like a few years ago. And I like took a, I took a guy out. And he, I always say, you have the imposter syndrome at first before you do anything at the very beginning. That's actually some, something I help people with is imposter syndrome now. And um, I took this guy out. He had severe social anxiety. And I took him out. I'm like, I'm a social coach. Let's go out. And I like supported him. And I, I supported him in doing the things that I used, I did to get over my social anxiety. Like I was a, basically a, a a personal trainer for his for the brain, and that's what I that's what I 
kind of do. A personal trainer for your brain. Because I learned that, like, the stories I told myself of, like, no one likes me, this, this, and that, like, it helped me at one point, like, when I was in middle school. But it doesn't anymore. Like, I'm not in middle school anymore. What people don't realize is they have stories they tell themselves subconsciously on a daily basis that is from so long ago and is not supporting them on the life they really want to live now. Like, right. it happens yep. so often that it's it's unreal so I, I took this guy out and i was like give me 10 hellos you know helping him through the quote-unquote fails and he said hello i was wow. like that's that's one give me nine more buddy you see him you see the like oh like you're doing pull-ups and it's hard right and then he, he does 10 i'm like yes 10 baby that's 10 hellos and that's how it starts and then it gets into like compliments i literally did that i was like give me 10 compliments on something they have control over he's like i love your red shirt baby let's go nine more come on like he's like Ugh. like you're feeling the, you're like the yes stretch. you got it you're <laughs> doing it yes. yes and i took him out like once or twice and he became the life of the party he's on his like second girlfriend since he's killing it and i'm like wild oh, and crazy kid <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So basically, Jeremy, what you're saying is you turned him into a slut. That's what we're learning. <laughs> basically. <laughs> no. That's uh, what I'm going to take from this entire interview is Jeremy is a coach that will find you men and women and lots of relationships. And you're going to go from saying 10 highs to multiple relationships. <laughs> I mean, the power the power I show you is whatever you choose to do with it. Um, and they're not harming anyone. It's cool, all right? Jeez. Was that, um, when you now are looking back at your life, can you even fathom that you had such severe social debilitated anxiety? Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, I, yeah. it, it comes back sometimes, to be honest. Like the old story tries to come back and... The more the more I work on myself, the more like my they call it, you know the have you heard of shadow work? Yes, the, the thing yes, yes. But can you explain thingy? because because you know some of us don't know. So shadows are the the stories in which like the things you hide, repress, or deny that are within yourself. So for example, I'll give you a really cool example. I was um, I'd always be late to meetings, and then like we just an accountability around. They're like I'm out of accountability, and you all, so what you do is you're like I right, was the agreement, and I was like I'm gonna be here on time. And you're not, you worry, what you choose to make more important, what you choose to do instead, what was the impact on you? What was the impact on others? It's a really cool technique that I use. And um, it gets into like how our, our, like what we do affects, impacts the world and ourselves. And you don't realize it. And like, what was the story that you're telling yourself that prevented you from being at this meeting on time? And that's something as basic as being to meetings on time. My, my shadow in that moment was my presence at that meeting wouldn't make a difference. Now, can I ask you about when, when um, something I did the other day, um, a video that I've been, because it's a question that's come up a lot, is um, about relationships and about, you know, when is the right time to share, you know, your mental illness, your anxiety, your stress. Since you are a mindset coach and, you do this for a living, obviously things come out sooner rather than later, I'm sure, because it's what it is. Do you ever feel fearful to share the anxiety and the bullying and the punching bag that you were and 
and express the growth that you've had, but that you do, do still deal with the social anxiety from a few years back. And, and, you know, you figured out how to, um, help yourself, but it's still a work in progress. Like you said this morning, you had a hard time getting out of bed. Like, is that something that you open and, and share right away with relationships or even friendship? Um, Hmm. I think, yeah, I think I do. I, the, yeah, I, I do. I like to do as early as possible because like one of, my, one of my favorite quotes, as long as you're being authentic, you're never failing. And I think there's this, not everyone's going to like you, obviously. So there's also this, the fear of what if, okay, you withhold telling someone some stuff that's like with that's very big on your core. And then you talk to them for months and months and months. And then when you finally tell them they reject you, you just wasted all that time. Like you invested in a stock that was never going to, that was never going to go anywhere in the end, but you kept like holding on and holding on, hoping the stock would become a better stock, but it wasn't. Um, I think you should tell them as soon as you possibly like humanly can, because there's someone's going to be okay with it. That's just a given. And the person that's okay with it is that's the one you want. (laughs) That's the golden ticket. (laughs) Take it or leave it. Like, this is me. Take it or leave it. I always think this is like in dating, because I was actually dating coach for a while as well. And um, I noticed that within dating, my clients would try to like be a certain way to attract the other person. And I was like, no, stop. And my my metaphor I always come up with, it's um, hunting versus fishing. And what most people do is they hunt mm. in dating. They're like, I want that one. And they don't know why they want it. They just want it. So they'll like be the person they think that person wants them to be rather than who they are. And if they like it, cool. If not, go like, like thank you so much. So I say fishing. The fishing mentality is more powerful because it's like, this is me. I don't even care. This is me. I'll, I'll get a fish eventually. And then you do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. And it may take a while and you may be putting a lot of worms and flies at the end of that, that, you know, hook, but eventually it's going to come and that's the person that you should want to be with. Oh my God. I absolutely love that. I also want to ask, what does your family think that you went, um, from, from dealing with all the social anxiety and the bullying and all that. And then you're this beautiful mindset coach and you're changing people's lives. They, to be honest, my mom wants to become a therapist. <laughs> She's like, why are you, why, why are you a coach? <laughs> you should be a therapist. You'd be she such go an to amazing school. therapist. Go to school, <laughs> yes. Jeremy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jeremy, there's... make more money. Get to work. <laughs> <laughs> but she does she does uh she is proud of me and all the like how far i've come she's and my parents are been together for over 40 years they're pretty remarkable wow she likes the fact that i'm you know have these clients and i'm like changing lives and um helping people like come home to themselves so they can fully express themselves in all aspects of their life like she does love that a lot but she does have that like old school like let me yeah. get that st- stable job because you know coaching is not yeah um, sometimes it's not the most stable job at all times. You have to continuously, you know, re up on clients and build relationships. And but the it's 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 very very rewarding. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine it's the most rewarding. Now I would be totally um, upset, and I know everyone listening right now would be totally upset if we didn't talk about the free hugs movement. How did that happen? You're Mister Free Hugs. Yeah, so I got featured on the news um, 
or my Jeremy Talks to Strangers Instagram. And I actually initially started the Jeremy Talks to Strangers Instagram um, to practice for a gig interviewing celebrities on the red carpet. And I, I realized by doing the Jeremy talks to strangers and like, like my, my, I I started the the Instagram. I didn't want anyone to follow me because I didn't want the extra pressure. And I, what I did is I made a video, I made a video with a stranger every day for a certain amount of time before the interviewing of celebrities on the red carpet. And at first I was super anxious and it was really hard. I'm like, they're not going to want to make that video. No one's going to, this is going to be really hard. They're not going to be friendly. All those like, you know, stories I tell myself trying to keep me safe, but not helping the situation came up and I did it and it got easier. And I noticed that people are really nice and it was really easy to get people to make a video with me. And it's just like, wow, these people are amazing. I realized just, I'm really open-minded. I, I, I pushed to challenge my judgments and I noticed I was judging people and the way, the reason I was judging my other people. So I was trying to quote unquote, keep myself safe. And, uh, it was powerful. There's this one time there's this guy and I needed it. I needed a video for that day and it's getting towards the end of the day. And this guy is like big cut tattoos, you know, he had like a really, he, he did not look friendly and I judged him to like be someone that wouldn't be friendly. And I was like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Like, how are you? (laughs) Just like, I I challenged my judgment that I had on him. And he's like, oh, oh, good. I was like, I'm doing this challenge where I want to make a video with a stranger a day just to kind of promote, um, you know, connection, human connection. He's like, oh, I would love to. Absolutely. He's like the nicest person ever. And then uh, I did, I did the gig interviewing celebrities. And then I realized I just, I enjoyed just talking to normal everyday people more. And, uh, and I kept going with it and, I asked, and then I got, no, no. Yeah. And then I got featured on the news. Jeremy has had social anxiety and then he, this, this, and that. And then I got interviewed on a like inspirational hour radio show and the lady challenged me to do free hugs. <gasps> so that's how this came from. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. She challenged me to do free hugs. A challenge. It came from a challenge. And then I'm not going to lie. I had an anxiety attack. Right, right before I did the free hugs for the first time, I was in my car, just like, uh, 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 oh my god, what am I doing? <laughs> like, uh, I was like, lasted for like two hours. It was really challenging, and then I did it anyways. To be honest, accountability. Like, I told a lot of people I was doing right. it. So the only reason I actually did it is because, like, God, I gotta tell all these people I didn't do it. <laughs> that was the only yeah. reason yeah. the first time. And then I, I, remember, I never forget. I was on a Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica. And I put the sign up. It's like all the looks just it was slow motion. I remember that that moment forever. It was like all the eyes on me and staring. What does that sign say? What is he doing? And then 15 minutes in, I had some lady crying in my arms. And were people videotaping you? Yeah. They were videotaping. I um oh I have some gosh. found footage. And sometimes my friend is like, you should ask those people for those videos so you can, I can make you a video. And he did. I had a cool video he made. Yeah. And now did you continue doing this where you went to different um, like big rallies and events or anything like that? Would Did that continue on? I did. I did. I did a, um, a, I did a, a road trip. I did a spread kindness project where I went from wow. Los Angeles and I road tripped all the way up to Vancouver and I stopped in like Oregon and did free hugs. I stopped in Seattle, like right, you know, the famous area in Seattle. Yeah. Pike place. Pike place. Yeah. Did free hugs there. 
And then I got to Vancouver and I did free hugs in Vancouver at a few places and also Granville. Yeah. I ended up Granville Island. I lived across from Granville oh, Island. Wow. I lived right across. Yeah. The place is beautiful. And I ended up like staying with a, ra- a stranger that I gave a free hug to. Like I challenged myself and I was like, hey man, I'm looking <laughs> for a place to stay. I know I gave you a free hug the other day, but um, it's it powerful. Oh my God. Amazing. You never know what people <gasps> wow. are going through. People, he looked everything like tall, dark and dark and tall, dark and handsome. Had like the suit on, business guy, seemed like everything yeah. was just perfect on the outside. But on the inside, he's going through divorce and he's like, honestly, hanging out with you and getting your free hug was the only moment of my day where I wasn't super depressed. Oh and my gosh. I'll- it's so true. Hugs can change the world. They really can. Yeah. Well, are we going to continue on post COVID? How are we going to make free hugs? We're going to do virtual free hug challenge. I like virtual free hugs. Um, I actually funny. My friend, um, gave me the idea of creating a, a virtual free hugs t-shirt. So I created one. <laughs> so I put it, I made it, put it on a shop. Oh my God. I want one. You have to make me one. You have to make me one. Cool. Oh my gosh. Well, um, Jeremy, you are everything and more. I am going to ask you um, my final question of the show. Jeremy, what is your emotional support? My emotional support towards other people or for me? Whatever it means to you. <laughs> my emotional support is... Hmm. Hmm. Is it's being of service. It's being vulnerable. It's um, being okay with getting support. It's 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 uh, understanding that asking for help and support is the, one of the bravest things you can possibly do. And you're a badass if you can be real about how, what you're going through. And um, it's it's loving yourself even in the hardest of times. It's um, having a community of people who love all parts of you. I, I heard you say earlier that like you said multiple part multiple youths there's only one of you but I think we all have different versions of ourselves I, I do it um and um loving all like the people your squad of people who love all parts of yourself not just you and your and your your jo- your happiest times what a great answer I mean I would have said my dog and I <laughs> <laughs> And you're like going on and on and on about all these beautiful things and these quotes and there's multiple us's and and I'm just like I would have just been like yo my dog like no big deal. <laughs> well, Jeremy, you're everything and more. I also want to let everyone know out there that you have this fucking awesome podcast called The Social Ninjas that you do with your co-host whom you met during quarantine over the internet, um, not on a dating app, but because you both dealt with social anxiety and you thought, you know what, this is something that we both have in common. Why don't we change the world and let's just start interviewing people. And you have interviewed some of the most incredible people, excluding myself, but now I'll include myself. They're so awesome. I am just, I'm just so happy that we uh, were able to do this double podcast moment. I think that this is what it's about. And your message is my message. And if we can find more people with the message, the world is just going to be uh, hopefully a better place. Yeah. It's the, the, yeah. The social ninjas is all about like the mental health podcast, as you mentioned, it has changed my life and the whole message behind it is normalizing the conversation around mental health that is so near and dear to my heart and so my biggest passions is normalizing the conversation around mental health 
And um, yeah, co-hosting this, this podcast with Kyle has been such a game changer. And, and I have interviewed incredible people such as yourself. And uh, I also have challenged myself to talk to people who <laughs> normally don't talk about mental health. And I love, I love doing it. I'll talk to these like big time entrepreneurs with like huge, huge, huge followings. And I'm like, so what do you, what do you do for your mental health? And a lot of times they're taken off your guard, like, but a lot of times they open up and they're like, uh, yeah, well, because people don't ask that question a lot, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, I think if people are comfortable sharing and they want to share, they really do appreciate being asked the truth of it all because we all want to know how are you really, you know? So that's just truthfully what it's about, you know? Jeremy, I love you tons. I can't wait to give you a real life hug in person. So for right now, I'm giving you a major virtual hug, full moment right now. Take it in. Um, And yes, and everyone is going to just get all those virtual hugs we need that sweatshirt get to work the virtual free hugs or which one yes the virtual free hugs god get to work okay accountability accountability thank you thank you thank you thank you for having me and um yeah i look forward to the more magic uh, that we're going to create in the world